As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody. This is Ron Miller. I am the Blindness Technology Training Specialist with Vispero in our training department. I'm glad to be back with you again this week. And this week, we're going to talk about editing with Word, and specifically, we'll be looking at the uh, editing things that are available, the tools and options available in the Quick Settings uh, menu in Word. So, to begin with, I am... It's funny, I'm looking at my notes, and my notes assume that you've all been writing along with me for the last few sessions where we've looked at the quick settings menu in a couple of different places, but mostly in Word. And uh, that may not be the case. So let's talk about, first of all, the quick settings menu. And the JAWS quick settings menu will change depending on what application is open. So I've got, or I'm going to have Microsoft Word opened in front of me. Here we go. And I'll give you speech. Full speech. Here we go. And we are in a document we played with last week. It's our St. Petersburg document. It's kind of a little, oh, advertisement, overview, look at uh, St. Petersburg and why it's a great place to visit or live. So um, I'll just use that as my guinea pig document because it's here (laughs) and I've got it. We'll look at another document in a few moments as well. So we're back in here. We've got Microsoft Word open. We've got the St. Petersburg document open. So to invoke the quick settings menu, you would press insert V like Victor. I'll do that. Quick settings, Word dialog, search box edit, control plus E. And you'll notice that the first thing that happens is focused is placed in a search box. And if I were looking for something specifically, I could... Uh, type in a word or words to search. This is a progressive, sorry, this is a progressive search, which means that as you type word, uh, well, Windows will try to guess what words you want. And if you type slowly enough, it will key off of a letter or letters that you've typed with spaces that follow. And you might get some funny settings. So you have to be a little bit quick. Um, for example, let's just type Braille. Braille options, one of nine search results. And I pressed Braille pretty quickly, B-R-A-I-L-L-E, and it said Braille options. I'm going to delete that. Blank, blank. There we go. We're almost blank, blank. Braille and Make that disappear. Blank. There no we matches go. found. And of course, there's no matches found because it's an empty, um, it is an empty edit field again. So if I, if I, if I Braille or type in this case too slowly, if I says, if I press B, are a braille options i braille option braille option okay i take back what i said (laughs) and i'm thinking of the i guess in windows if you type too slowly in that search field uh, it will try to to guess and to fill um quick settings seems to be pretty stolid about it 
a little slow and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily jump to weird conclusions it does uh progressively search based on what's in the field right now there's braille let's arrow down to braille options braille nine search results list box braille options word settings so under word settings i've got braille options braille bullet type indication checked braille options word settings i can have it tell me what kind of bullet uh so i'm in a bulleted list it'll say whether it's a filled bullet a hollow round bullet checked bullet bullet shaped bullets <laughs> there's a number of them star and uh, right now it's checked so as i'm reading through a document jaws will indicate the type of bullet point being used mark proofreading indication in braille no spelling or grammatical errors braille options word settings and we can have it mark with dot seven and eight the thing that was just said that i'm not going to read again but let us pretend that i really didn't mean braille or i meant i thought what i was looking for was under braille and it's not what if i want to return to that edit field to enter another search term or string. If I press Control E, search box edit, rail, Control plus E, I am popped right back to that edit field and the word Braille or B R A I L, which is as far as I got or as far as I went when I was entering text, that is highlighted. It's selected. So if I start to enter something else, uh, it will change that. Let's do R E A. Reading options, one of four search results. And you see we find reading options. So that's how that search edit works. I'm going to backspace. Blank. blank. Search edit box cleared. No match. I know, no match is found. I pressed control to silence that. So that's how that particular feature works. You end up in, you, you start out in the edit field. You can type in uh, a partial or, partial or full string to find. And JAWS will try to find that. Uh, this is organized as a tree view. And remember, uh, a tree view really looks like half of a tree. So imagine a straight up and down trunk, which is the root of the tree view, or the trunk of the tree view. It's called the root, though. And on one side are branches, and those branches may have sub-branches. I'll show you that in a moment. So as we arrow down you'll hear a branch named and it will say jaws will say closed 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 as we arrow down and to open a branch some development folks and programmers call them a node to open that branch or that node you press right arrow and what happens is that that branch is opened it's expanded and you might see sub items or sub branches on the branch and they may be closed because they may contain items. It, it can go fairly deep, <laughs> several layers, branches within branches within branches. But you open them by pressing right arrow, you close them by pressing left arrow, and you navigate down through the items on each branch or sub-branch or sub-sub-branch, etc., by pressing down arrow and up arrow. Down arrow if you're at the top of that list of things on the branch. So let me arrow down to the tree view. Tree view. Level zero. Word settings. Closed. One of eleven. And we're taken out of the edit field into the tree view. The first thing on that tree view, that first branch, is word settings. You heard Jaws say it was closed. Let's press right arrow. Uh, you also noticed it was one of 11 branches, major branches we have here. Let's press right arrow. Word settings. Open. Eight items. So there are eight items under word settings. Let's press down arrow. Level one. Speech and sound schemes always the same. One of eight. Word settings. 
Now, speech and sound settings, uh, speech, speech and sound schemes, which we played with last week, says always the same. That isn't, well, I guess you could call it a branch, but there's nothing within that. It is just always the same if I press space to change it. Space. Document specific. Two of two. So maybe I enter a document and I've got a new speech and sound scheme set up for it. Let's press space again. Space. Always the same. One of two. And always the same, meaning no matter what document I open, speech and sound schemes don't change unless I force them to change. Last week we learned how to change those on the fly. But there is nothing below that you'll notice. It's not opened or closed. It's just there. Let's arrow down. Formatting. Closed. Formatting is closed. There are items within the formatting branch. Down arrow. Tables. Closed. And again. Editing options. Closed. And what a coincidence, editing options. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So the items that we're going to talk about in this tree view are under word settings. That's the major branch. And then within word settings, they're under editing options. And I'll press right arrow here. Editing options. Open for items. Now, I don't know if we had some folks who really hadn't, didn't have a good idea about tree views, but I, I, I thought to myself that I have never really explained a tree view like that in this series of webinars. So I thought I would take a few minutes and do that. Hopefully it's useful to somebody. Otherwise, hopefully you all have borne with me and not fallen asleep. So we've opened up the editing options. Let's press down arrow. Level two. Autocorrect detection not checked. One of four. Editing options word settings. Autocorrect detection. So when word, well, I let's tab. I'll show you this as well. And most of you, I think, know this. There is a uh, static text box when you tab one time that actually just uh, it explains what each item does now i have to i'm gonna have to arrow down it'll read the first line then i'll have to arrow down it doesn't actually automatically read the whole thing but bear with me here we go tab read only edit this option controls whether to detect that word is autocorrecting spelling errors the default setting is off Unless, of course, the whole explanation is only one line long, <laughs> and then it just, go ahead, it just goes ahead and reads it. So um, this option controls whether to detect the word is auto, that word is auto-correcting spelling errors. And I'll show you how that is in just a moment. Let me shift tab. Tree view. Auto-correct. Detection not checked. One of four. Now we're talking about using these settings, these options, as we are editing a document. And if I am typing away, or maybe I'm using my, my Braille display, using JAWS Braille in, and I'm brailing away, which I do a lot of times when I'm working on school documents. Um, if I misspell something, Word will come along behind me and correct it, and JAWS will tell me that this is done. It'll, it'll detect it and let me know if Word makes an automatic correction to my spelling errors. Uh, there is a way to turn that off in Word. I'm not going to get that deep into this this week. Um, this may be another topic for another day. I'm making some of those word-related changes. But let's press space here. Space. Checked. So this is checked now. Autocorrect detection is checked, which means JAWS will perform that task. Let's tab to OK. Read only edit. This option controls whether to detect that word is autocorrecting spelling errors. The default setting is off. Just heard that an autocorrecting to me sounds very strange. <laughs> but I guess that's how you would read it. Let's tab. Expand tree view checkbox not checked. Alt plus X. Now just a bit of explanation. Expand tree view means if this was checked, that every branch on this tree every branch on this tree view would be open. And every sub branch and sub sub branch, however many layers deep we go, would be opened so that as I arrow down, instead of hearing uh Word settings closed, and if I were to skip down one more, I'd hear uh, touch 
gestures closed. I'd hear all these things closed. They would all be open, so word settings would be open, and then the next thing down, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, I apologize, but that branch would be open, and I'd hear all of its sub-branches, and if there's an, a sub-branch with items, that would be open. And so as you arrow down, this becomes a very long list because you move from branch to branch, and you hear everything within that branch, and if there's nested branches, you'd hear those too. I uncheck that because I would much rather move from branch to branch like we do or like we did and decide whether I want to open that branch or sub-branch or not or just pass it by like we did to get down to editing within the Word word Options branch. So uh, it is checked by default. I uncheck it. You may prefer not to, but I do want to tell you what it does. Let's tab. OK button. And there's our OK button. I'll press space on this. Space. Edit. So now uh, JAWS is going to tell me when, er, when Word autocorrects. I'm at the top of my St. Pete document. Let's press Control End. Page 2. Bottom of file. To blank. Get to, to get to the bottom of this file, I'm going to just do a quick demonstration. I'm going to type the word drag, and I'm going to misspell it, D-R-A-A-G. And then space. Drag. Autocorrect. Drag. Autocorrect. Drag. D-R-A-G. And it fixed that for me in JAWS quite dutifully told me that it was fixed. Okay. So that's how that works. Let's get drag out of there. Space G-A-R-D. Okay. That doesn't belong there. But that's what the auto detect does. So if I make a mistake and and word is coming along behind me, cleaning up my errors, JAWS will make that little sound and kind of clicky noise and tell me that that, uh, JAWS has made a... Sorry. And will tell me that word has made that correction to my misspelling and changed it to the proper spelling. Okay. Let's go back into quick settings with insert V. Quick settings, word dialog, search box edit. Control plus E. And we'll go back to our space here in the uh, tree view. Tree view. Level zero. Word settings. Closed. One. Word settings. Open. Eight eyed. Level one. Speech and sound schemes always the same. One of eight. Word settings. Formatting. Closed. Tables. Closed. Editing options. Closed. There we go. Editing options. Open. Full items. Remember, I did that by pressing right arrow. Level two. Auto correct. Detection checked. One of four. Editing options. Word settings. Now we looked at that one. Let's arrow down again. New lines and paragraphs indication off. New lines and paragraph indications off. And this option uh, has uh, causes JAWS to announce new lines and paragraph markings in a document. Now, I'm not going to get uh, too deep into that. My basic uh, St. Pete document has new lines. I haven't tried to, to, to force paragraph indications. I don't, have, uh, I don't have editing markings turned on right now. But if I did, JAWS would read those paragraph new lines. It, it says new lines now simply because anytime I put a blank line in there, there's a new line. <laughs> and I, I hard formatted with, uh, with carriage returns by just pressing enter. The default setting for this is off. The default setting is off. I'm going to leave it off for now because having JAWS say new line, new line, new line, every time I hit a new line um, is annoying. If, uh, if I was editing and I had for some reason to really know when there was a new line there, when a line break occurred, I would turn this on. If I needed to know about paragraph markings and where paragraph breaks occurred, I would turn this on. And it would better let me control these things. Now, let's look at how it actually can read these because there's uh, nine different choices. 
So let me press spacebar. We'll cycle through these together. Space. When typing. Two of nine. So if I'm typing and I, uh, if I uh, do a carriage return, I hit enter, which, which puts in a hard carriage return. It will say paragraph um, or new line, depending on what I'm doing. So when I'm typing. Space. When navigating. Three of nine. If I'm navigating through a document with this setting, JAWS will indicate lines and paragraph markings, but it won't when I'm typing. Okay. Space. When reading. Four of nine. So if I'm reading through the document, again, it'll indicate those markings. Space. When typing and navigating. Five so, of nine. So we've got some permutations when I'm typing and navigating through. Let's press space. Space. When typing and reading. Six of nine. Typing and reading, but not navigating through the document. Space. When typing, navigating, and reading. Seven of nine. Okay, all three. Typing, navigating, reading. So as I'm working my way through this document in any mode or in any way, I'm going to hear about new paragraphs and new lines. Space. When navigating and reading. Eight of nine. So when I navigate and read, but not when I type. So we've got every possible permutation, or if I press space again. Space. During say all. Nine of nine. Oh, sorry. There's my other possible permutation. During say all. So as if I park my cursor somewhere in the document and invoke say all. Uh, insert down arrow, insert A, JAWS will begin to read through this, uh, well, through any document. Uh, and if this is turned on, it will begin to talk about or announce lines, new lines, new paragraphs. And finally, space. Space. Off. One Off. of nine. Okay. So we've got some different choices here. Let's arrow down. Tab measurement indication checked. Tab measurement indication. What does that mean? Okay, because it, it just sounds sort of funny. Um, there are times you want to know, uh, for example, if you are uh, making a document to specific formatting requirements, um, MLA style, APA style, Chicago Times style, I believe it's called. I've dealt with MLA and APA. Haven't? There's a bunch of other styles you might have to conform to depending on what you're doing and who's getting the document from you. So you might need to know how many inches from the margin uh, uh, your, your, uh, your, your margin is. How, how many inches from the edge, I'm sorry. You might need to know how many inches from the edge your margin is. So as you're pressing tab, this measurement is indicated. If I press space. Space. Not checked. It's not checked. I have it checked by, you know, by default it's checked and I leave it checked so I can know where I'm at in a, in a document. Let me press tab, uh, press space again. Space. Checked. Let's turn that on. And I'm going to tab to OK. Read only edit. This option controls expand tree view checkbox. OK button. Space. Page two. Edit. Page and let, two. And let's go ahead, uh, since I'm still at the bottom of the document, we're going to uh, create some text. Line one. Line one text. Text. Enter. I'll go pull it here when I'm done. This is line two. Under line one. Period. Enter. This is slot three. With B. E. Under line two. And Indented more. More. These are not the best paragraphs. I know. Or the less the best lines. And finally. This, this is, is line four. Yeah, I'm sure I have four. Which will be um, equal and I two line 
One, period. So, here's my sentence. Let me go back to the top. This is this is line blank. Line one text. Yeah. This is line uh, two under line one. I, I should put a comma in there. Sorry. Comma. Okay. Now there's a comma. It'll read better. This is line two under line one. That's better. This is line three, which will be under line two and indented more. This is line four, which will be equal to line one. Now, let me select all of these. This is this line blank. Line one. Home. L. And if Lima. you need to, if you need to select text, how do you do that? The easiest way is to drop a temporary place marker there, which you do by pressing Control Windows K. Marking place. And I'm going to press Control End. Bottom of file. This is line four, which will be equal to line one. And my cursor is at the end of line four. And we are now going to tell Windows, well, to tell JAWS, to tell Windows, to tell Word, to select from where our place marker is to where our cursor is, which is. Of course, at the end of this document, I'm going to press insert space, space, followed by the letter M, Mike. Selecting between mark place and current position. So we're selecting between where we dropped our place marker, the mark place, to the cursor position. And that whole thing is now selected. And I'm going to use a shortcut key because I want to put bullet points into this. We're going to press alt. Upper ribbon. Expanded. Home Follow, tab. I'm already on the home tab. Alt followed by H. She's talking when I'm talking. Or maybe I'm talking when she's talking. I know the home tab is there, but I want to uh, invoke its function. So alt followed by H followed by U. Bullets table. Bullet library. None button selected. One of eight. So we've got eight different choices for bullets. I'm going to press right arrow one time. Who? Bulleted. Solid circle button. Two of eight. <laughs> and you heard Jaws say who because I had pressed alt H U. And now that I'm, I did right arrow it. It treated it as if I had entered the, the letters H-U as a word. But it was the right arrow key to move us to uh, solid circle bullets. So let's press enter here. Enter. Edit. Now, all of my stuff is still selected, and every new line has a bullet, a filled round bullet. Let's go to the top. Blank. St. Blank. Here we go. Level one. Bullet line one text. Okay, that's line one. Let's arrow down. Bullet. This is line two under line one. This is line two, under line one, and I'm going to indent this by pressing tab. 2.00 inches. Level two. White bullet. This is line two, under line one. Level ah, one. Okay, did you hear that? So I'm, I've pushed that indentation further in, two inches now, as opposed to 1.25 inches from the margin. It also says white bullet. It's a, it's a hollow round bullet instead of a filled round bullet and it's white let's arrow down again level one bullet this is line three which will be under line two and indented more so line three i'm going to actually indent twice to make line three further indented than line two and even further indented than line one now when you're doing this when you're doing this you want to be sure that your cursor is at the beginning of the line when i arrowed down my cursor remained at the indentation point for line two, where line two started. Because line three is not yet indented, my cursor is under the S in the word is, for this is line three. I need to be sure that this is at the beginning of the line. Let's press the home key. Home T. Thank you. It's on the T for this, so it's now at the left end of the line, and I can press tab. If I don't do that, if you're not sure that your cursor is at the beginning of the line when you're trying to, to move it to a push the whole line over as you make a hanging indent and then an indent further, um, it will just put a tab in the middle of your text and push part of your text to the right. So I had to press the home key to put my cursor at the beginning of the line. Now let's press tab. 2.00 inches. 
Level 2. White bullet. This is line 3, which will be under line 2 and indented. 2 of 2. And then we'll press tab one more time. 2.50 inches. Level 3. Black small square. This is line. I'm going to watch you read it again. So we've got a black small square bullet. And line 3 is indented twice. We're at 2.5 inches in from the edge. Let's arrow down. Indented more. Level 1. Bullet. This is line 4, which will be equal to line 1. And line 1 is at level 1. Let's press home. home. T. And I'm going to press insert F. Insert F is a command you may want to remember as you're editing text because it gives you font and color and um, uh, paragraph information. Insert F. 14 point. Black on white. Arial. Normal style. Line spacing. Single. Paragraph formatting. Bulleted list. Hanging indent of 0.25 inches. Left indent of 0.5 inches. Align left. Outline level. Body text. Okay. A lot of information as you mess with this, as you use it, you'll learn this. <clears throat> Excuse me. As you use this, you'll learn this. But that is why I have um, the uh, indentation turned on. Let's go back into this um, quick settings. Ready? Insert V. Quick settings, Word dialog. Search box edit. Control plus E. Preview. Level zero. Word settings. Closed. One of the word settings. Open. Eight items. Press the right arrow. Level one. Speech and sound schemes always the same. Formatting. Closed. Tables. Closed. Editing options. Closed. There's editing options. Let's press. Sorry. Let's try that again. There's editing options. Let's. Wow. There's editing options. Let's press right arrow. Editing options. Open. Four items. And we'll arrow down through our four items. Level two. Autocorrect. Detection checked. What? New lines and paragraphs indication off. Tab measurement indication checked. And there's tab measurement indication, which we were just looking at. One more arrow down. Track changes off. And track changes. So track changes off. You can hear that that's a toggle. And that actually involves more than just this. Um... For track changes, it sets how JAWS, um, how it detects and announces uh, insertions, deletions, uh, or formatting changes that are made in a document uh, that has the track changes feature in Word turned on. And what that lets you do is it lets you uh, see changes, especially if you're collaborating on a document with others. So as people introduce changes to a document, no, I don't like that. I'm going to make it this way. If you start out with track changes turned on, as you read through a document, uh, you will know what changes are, are made. Um, there's some, there's some different things you can do. We'll walk through those in a moment. Um, what happens visually is strike throughs and underlines and different things are, are, uh, added to the document strike through if somebody's deleted something underline i believe if, if uh, text changes are made so stuff is added or uh, changed so there's some visual symbols in different colors and uh, if you've got multiple collaborators on a document their changes will be in different colors but the the symbols used will be the same so we needed a way for us to be able to do track changes i remember when that first began to appear word implemented track changes many many years ago and i was pretty unhappy not because they did it but because i couldn't i couldn't read track changes or detect track changes so this feature when you're collaborating is very useful i'm not going to get into track changes in this 
uh, particular webinar. That's a, a whole other topic we could explore. Maybe we'll do that sometime uh, on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, and we'll look at track changes and how to, imp- uh, how to implement changes, make changes, detect them, maybe even how to do comments. It'd be kind of fun, I think I mentioned in a previous webinar, to look at doing headers and footers and some other cool stuff in Word. So if there's an interest, let me know. Okay. Um, again, rmiller at vispero.com. Tell me that you want to dig deeper into this, and, and if there's enough of a response, we could do something like that. So I won't get into track changes right now, but we will see um, uh, what is what is red, okay? So right now that's turned off. If I were to open up a document uh, and changes were turned on, but I had this turned off, I would not know about the changes that were made. I wouldn't know about the symbols. I wouldn't know about the markup uh, that appears there. And um, if I press enter, I'm sorry, if I press space here, space, speak type, two of three, as I'm reading through a document, I, if I encounter a change, JAWS will tell me what type of change it is, insertion, deletion, that kind of thing. Let's press space. Space. Speak type plus count. Three of three. Speak type plus count. What does that mean? It means that... If I come upon a change, it'll say deletion and, you know, one of 14 or whatever, how many, uh, what number this is amidst all the other changes uh, that were made. Okay. I'll press space again. Space. Off. One of three. And off. So, again. Space. Speak type. Two. Space. Speak type plus count. Space. Off. One of three. So I can have it tell me what the thing is. Have it speak the type and the count or off. And when I enter, let's say, um, a deletion, let's say I have it on type, it will say deletion. And as long as I'm within that string that was deleted, uh, I can read through it. And then when I uh, I move out of the, the string that's deleted, whether by moving forward through it or back through it, it will say out of deletion. So you know the, the, the state of the text that you're in, whether it's deleted text or not deleted text. And then you've got the option under the applications menu to accept a change or reject a change. Um, so we can do that sort of thing. Um, you can set your document to show different kinds of markup. And I know I said I, I wouldn't get into this and I won't get any deeper into it. <laughs> but if you are working with some folks and they're using track changes, if you press Alt plus R and then T and then D, you can find out what your document or the document you get from somebody is set to. What markings is it going to show? Okay. Um, the default is set to speak type. Okay. If you are using it. Okay. Let me see if there's any questions. We've we've gone and, and covered quite a bit of information here. Questions? Comments? How do you wake? Yes, as a matter of fact, we do have a question. Okay. Joe, you may speak. Joe. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, I, I found this very enlightening, especially for some of the things that I'm trying to do, but I may have a question to what you just taught, but also what you may have already covered once in another webinar. No uh, I am a writer 
uh, freelance writer, and I've gotten a Word document back with, uh, first off, I'm I'm fairly new at uh, JAWS. I, I've been totally blind for about a year and a half, so I've been using JAWS for about that time. That's um, awesome you're doing it. Great. So, and I'm also going to be taking the JAWS certification because wow. um, I'm looking to be an AT specialist. So, Super. Um, one of the things I had a question about is when I gotten uh when I've gotten um a word document that I've done back from an editor, he had comments on it, mm-hmm. and I had no idea on how to have Jaws read those comments because it 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 got it is like my Jaws kind of like blurted all this information <laughs> out. And and I'm like, I don't know what you just said. It was that's not what I wrote, but I couldn't tell if the comments were the corrections he was making and I needed to validate those corrections or or any of that. But one of the things covered in this variety arts theater in Los Angeles, the golden days of Christmas. Um hey John. We're rolling rolling the golden days of Christmas audio into the webinar. Okay. Hang on just uh, a sec, Joe. Um, there we go. Thank you. He okay. that. that was so, very cool. Yeah. I guess um, it was an early Christmas present. Right. right. <laughs> I, I've heard of Christmas in July, but not Christmas in March. That's right. Um, and next next time we hear the craft radio theater, right? Or something yes. like musical. So um let me let me um what I me. wanted to ask you is okay. how have you done anything about the comments? And number two, um if I were to do the, I believe you said task manager or not task manager, but um, tracker. Oh, and, would and track that, changes. Track changes. Would that help me if when I first start writing the document before I send it to the editor, would that be wise for me to do even if he's bringing me back comments? I would turn track changes on just so it's on. But there is a, as I said, we there's a whole other webinar we could do on track changes and um comments let me ask you to do something if you can note my email address again r miller r m i l l e r at vispero which is v like victor i s p e r o dot com r miller at vispero dot com i will um point you toward a webinar or two which should shed some light on this for you our training department has has done a lot with this there's also information right in the JAWS online help itself. You right. press insert J to go to the JAWS window, open up help, go down to help topics. And if you um, go down through there, you'll see um, JAWS with popular applications. Mm-hmm. Open up that branch on the tree, go down to, um, I, I believe it's Microsoft, um, and open up that branch and you'll see Word. And there's information on doing a lot of that stuff with Word. But we've done some webinars in the past. Um, drop me a note because I guarantee Joe my forgettery is better than my memory. So <laughs> unless you remind me, I'm not going to follow through very well. But I'd be glad to send you some links to follow so you can sit and listen to these webinars and get that information. That'd be okay. Yes, thank you. You got it. Absolutely. Anybody else? Other questions, Herbie? Uh, we do not have any on the Zoom side of things. And we are clear in Clubhouse. Okay. Clear in Clubhouse, too. All right. 
Okay, so let's let's move on. The other piece I wanted to show you, um, well, there's several others, but if we arrow down, level one, general options, closed. We come out of the editing branch and we hit another branch, which is closed. We're still, remember, we're still in the quick settings tree view, and we have fallen down through the editing branch through those four options. We now hit the general options branch, which is currently closed. Um, but there's a setting that I want to show you in there um, because it's under word settings, under general options. Uh, it is an important uh, setting, especially if you're using Braille and you're looking at tables. And so I want to point you toward this. Ready? So let's press right arrow. General options. Open one item. And there's only one item in this branch. Let's arrow down. Level two. Document presentation screen layout. One of one. General options word settings. So document presentation, and it says screen layout. If I press space, space, simple layout, it says, One of two. it says simple layout, and simple layout is what's there by default. I'm using screen layout. I think you'll understand why in a minute. <laughs> I think you'll understand why in a moment. This controls how JAWS formats tables uh, in a Microsoft Word document or in messages uh, in Outlook. Um, and it, it controls how this looks literally in Braille. Um, so as you see, there's two modes, if you will. There's simple layout and screen layout. Simple layout displays only the current cell if I'm in a table. And remember, uh, we've described a table in the past as being uh, a grid. Okay, if you've ever felt a grid, it's boxes stacked up on top of each other in rows and columns, up and down and left and right. Like as if I took a bunch of dice and stacked those dice on top of each other, layers deep and columns across. So um, if I'm in simple layout, only the current cell is shown. Uh, there's special Braille formatting in structured mode that indicates the uh, the current um, table row and column numbers, so that's available. And as I navigate the cells by moving uh, up and down by line or left and right uh, by column, the content is, 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 of course, it's spoken, and it's displayed in Braille, but all you see is the content of the cell that has focus. If I switch to screen layout, I see on my Braille display line-by-line -line format. Um, much as I might see in a Braille book that's showing me um, a table. So uh, columns in a table follow each other in line format. And of course, the, you know, the, the, rows are, the rows are lines, the columns are up and down rows, if you will. So my Braille display will show as much of the current row as possible. And if I, um, if I tab, it's not enough if I tab, I apologize. If I pan, I will see more and more of the cells to the right, or if I pan the other way to the left, until I either hit the end of the row or the beginning of the row, and the cells are separated um, by a vertical bar symbol, or some people call it a pipe symbol in Braille. Um, as I navigate them by line, entire rows may be spoken um, and displayed in Braille. If I move left and right along a row, uh, Jaws speaks each cell, but still shows the entire row in Braille. So give me a moment. I'm going to switch this over. And by the way, the as I said earlier, the, the default setting is simple setting. So I'm going to open up a document that we've got. 
um, that's got a table. Uh, and I'll give you as much of an idea of this as I can. Okay. Just a sec here. St. Pete.art Zoom Web and Zoom Launch Meetings Webinar Demo Files Untitled Notepad Sonic Wall Global Sonic Wall St. Pete.rtf Compatibility oh. Mode Word Hang on, I didn't have it open. I'll get to it though. Um, Zoom Z Launch Meeting Webinar Demo Files Webinar Demo File Speech Mute. I'm going to kill speech until we find it because it's annoying to hear Ron go up and down here. I got to find my. My fruit stand file. Where did you go? If I don't find it quickly, you won't get to hear it. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. This is a pretty simple Full table. Speech. Let's arrow down. Blank. Level zero. Second quarter results were better than expected. The table below shows totals for some of the most popular items. Blank. Fred's produce market. Table one. Uniform table. New cell. Blank. So, um, we're in a, right now the cell is blank. If I move to the right, April, May, column, June, column, end of row. Okay, back to the left. May, April, blank, column one of four, beginning So, of April, row. May, June, second quarter of the year. Let's arrow down. I'm, I'm in a blank cell at the top of a column. Apples. Row two of five. Apples. Okay. If I'm in simple view, all I see is apples. And it says... Uh, it indicates to me in Braille, I'm on uh, uh, row two, column one, and the title is Apples. April, 22 bushels. May, 30 bushels. June, 40 bushels. And as I'm moving through here, all I am seeing in Braille in simple view is what you're hearing. Um, I'm just hearing, I'm hearing the title because I've got it set to read my title. So it shows in Braille also Apples, um, June, 40 bushels. But it doesn't show me across the cells for all of the months that we've heard. May. 30 bushels. April. 22 bushels. Those are only appearing in Braille as we read them. If I switch to screen view, I actually can read across my Braille display. And I can see um, June apples, uh, you know, 20 bushels, 30 bushels, whatever it was, 22 bushels. I, I told you my forgetter is better than my memory. May. 30 bushels. June. 40 bushels. Okay. You hear them as you move from column to column, but you see them in Braille across your Braille display. Depending on the size of your display, you'll see all of those cells in that row. So that's, that's what our simple versus screen layout is all about. Okay. So let's talk about setting line spacing. Let's go back to our St. Pete document. St. Pete.rtf compatibility mode word. You're editing. This isn't going to be available um, in the quick settings. But let's say you are doing your, your document in APA formatting, okay? APA formatting calls for double line spacing, okay? 12-point double line spacing. Right now, 14-point, black on white, aerial, normal style, line spacing, single, paragraph four. So this thing is way, <laughs> this is way out of format. It's not double line spaced. It's not 12 point, but you can easily set your spacing in a document using keyboard commands. So what you're going to do, are you ready? I'm going to press control A. 2,764 characters selected from level one through equals normal voice heading level one. Okay. So I've, I've selected the entire document by pressing control A. And then I'm going to press Control 
uh, along with a number that represents uh, the desired line spacing. So let's say I want to do two inches, or sorry, not two inches, double line space. I can do control two to double line space. Okay, now this uses the number row um, that's across the, the top of the QWERTY keypad. Okay, so control, <clears throat> excuse me. So control plus the number two. Control two. Now let's read what I've got. I still have this all selected. Let's press insert F. Mixed point size, black on white, mixed font, highlighted, mixed style, line spacing, double, paragraph formatting, first line indented by 138,800. <laughs> and that won't work because I've selected the entire paragraph. So my, my tab... <laughs> My tab value is, is really wacky, but you notice it's double line spacing now. Okay, so I've I've changed it from one to double line spacing by pressing Control Two. Um, some other things you might want to know as we continue to go to APA style. What if I want to change my font size from fourteen point to twelve point? Okay. So I want to change the point size. If I press Control Shift P, like point or point size, Control Shift P. Here we go. Control Shift P. Font size. Edit combo. Now edit combo. I could I could enter it in here. Um, it can be kind of funny. The results you get may not be um, exactly what you expect if you start entering your amounts. I don't know why this is. I've just been told that word may kind of react weirdly if you've got the entire um, document selected. And as you heard earlier, it's mixed point size, mixed font sizes here. Uh, I want to force it all to be 12 point. I'm going to press down arrow. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 point is what I want. Let's press enter here. Enter. Edit. Now, I've changed the point size of my entire document to 12 point. Right, let me press insert F. 12 point, black on white. Okay, I'll stop it there. So it's now 12 point, but that's the whole document. What if I only want, what if I want, let's go to the top here. I'm going to press control and home. Top of file. Level zero. St. Petersburg, Florida. Now that's my title. Uh, and let's just, I'm on the S, S. for St. Petersburg. Sierra. Let's ask what its point size is. I'll press uh, insert F. 12 point. Okay, but I don't want my title to be 12 point like everything else. I want it to be big. I want it to be uh, 20 something point. So let's select this whole line. I'm going to press, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to press shift end. Selected. St. Petersburg, comma, Florida. Okay, and I'm going to, I'm going to uh, press shift, tab, uh, shift, sorry. I'm going to press shift left arrow one time. Blank. Unselected. To unselect the blank. So just my text is selected. And let's press control shift P again. Control shift P. Font. Size. Edit combo. 12. Okay, let's make St. Petersburg, Florida stand out. So let's down arrow. 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24. 24 point. Okay. Press enter here. Enter. Edit. So now my title is in 24 point. The entire rest of the document is 12 point. Yes, for those of you who paid attention last time, you remember I've got uh, headings in this document. I've messed up. <laughs> I've messed up the font size for all of my headings and stuff. Um, but that's okay. I'm not going to save my changes in this document to be ready to use again later. But Control Shift P, if I want to know or if I want to set um, the point size of my font, 
If I want to change the font type that I'm using, let's press Control Shift. Oh, let's let's select all here. Two thousand seven hundred thirty. Stop that. Control Shift F. Control Shift F. Font. Font. Edit combo. And it lets me choose the type of font that I have. And I, I frankly don't remember what it was. Plus body. Plus headings. A body. A body. A body extra. So light. let's press C. You're gonna do that for me? You're not, are you? C. Calibri. Oh, there it is. Calibri. Calibri light. Californian FB. Yeah, let's do Calibri. Californian FB. I don't know what that is, so. Calibri light. Calibri. Let's do Calibri. We'll change the whole document to Calibri type. I'll press enter here. And you can go down. There's so many. I'll press, I'll press, uh, uh, Calibri light. Californian FB. Down arrow. Callisto MT. Cambria. Cambria math. Candra. Candra light. Castellar. Caveat brush. I'm going to press C-A-R. See if this works for me. And then down arrow. Car. Plus body. Plus headings, a baddie, a baddie extra light. Uh, I didn't like that. Somewhere in here, there's either comic or cartoon. Maybe it's comic. I'll try COM. Sim. Plus body, plus heading, a baddie, a bad able, a bad agency FB. Nope, it was a good idea. Okay, back to my friend. C-A-L. Cal. Calibri. Calibri. Let's press enter here. Enter. Edit. So I've changed by pressing Control Shift F. I went into a list of all the fonts available to me. I selected using up and down arrow and first letter navigation to the extent that my memory let me remember what my <laughs> my font names are. You could just arrow down through here if you want. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and you can um, you can pick the font that way. Remember, insert F lets you hear your information, font and paragraph and all that and color, but you know, that's a lot of information to try and hear all in one go. So if I hold insert down and press F twice quickly. Insertion point formatting mixed and point And just so you know, we are at the 10-minute mark. Yep, I'm watching it. Um, it opens up a results window. Mixed point size. Insertion, ins insertion point formatting. Okay, insertion point formatting. Mixed point size. Black on white. Calorie. Mixed style. Blank. Line spacing. Double. Okay, etc. And when I'm done with that, I can press escape. Escape. And it takes me out. Okay. So, and as Herbie says, we're at, um, we are at the T minus 10 minute mark coming up on the top of the hour. But we've made it through everything I wanted to show you about editing for at least this time. Uh, we, we literally have, yes, I'm looking at it. We covered all but one point. Let me see if there's any questions. No questions? Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Then I will do the last point. And the last thing I wanted to show you was how to navigate through the panes uh, in the Word document. There's three different panes unless we open up a styles window where we can do headings, titles, subtitles, list. It opens up a fourth pane, a styles pane. Otherwise, there's three of these. And there's some interesting information available. The way to navigate through these is by using F6, the F6 key. I'm going to press. Now we're in the, the body of my text. Right now I have everything selected because I've been messing around with point size and fonts and all that stuff. I'll press right arrow one time. Blank. That just unselects everything. The little blong noise is the, you're at the bottom of the window sound I have turned on. So my cursor is literally at the bottom 
rightmost location in my text. Um, remember that last paragraph said this is line four, which will be equal to line one, period. Um, or as they say outside the U.S., full stop, and my cursor is to the right of the period. So let's press F6 here. F6. Status bar, page number, page 303 button. Now the status bar has some neat information. Obviously, you've heard that we're in page three of three pages. If I arrow down. Word count 377 words. Keep arrowing down. Spelling and grammar check errors button. Now, I could invoke that, and the spelling and grammar checker would be uh, would come up. I could do that also by pressing F7. Text predictions, text predictions, unbutton. Text predictions is on, so Word will try to guess what I'm trying to say, and it will offer, uh, if I'm writing along and it, I've said... Uh, so, and maybe this won't happen because it's a horrible example, but I've written the word so, S-O, and word will, um, it will say so as such. If I accept, I can press tab, and it will put that in as the, uh, the phrase. That's a horrible example, but you get the idea. Or I can just keep typing, and it throws that suggestion away and maybe suggest something later. This is turned on. You can turn it off. I'll press down arrow. Accessibility checker, accessibility, unavailable button. So there is an accessibility checker. I frankly haven't done too much with it. Um, if you have it turned on, you can you can look here and it will tell you about things that might need to be corrected in the document to make it more friendly to folks with various disabilities, not just blindness, but others as well. Focus button. And focus I have not played with. I am sorry. <laughs> I've just failed. Um, I forgot that was in here. I was, I, I try to look this stuff up so I can explain it, but focus button, I don't have a good explanation for. Read mode tab. Read mode tab. Let me suggest that you do not invoke read mode. It is not supported right now by JAWS. Uh, I'm not sure it can be supported by screen readers. Uh, again, haven't dug too deeply into this, but uh, when you go to read mode, uh, it does some things to the way the text is displayed and JAWS can't grab the info it needs to, to read it to you. Print layout tab. Print layout. You know, and you can invoke print layout. Web layout tab. Zoom out button, 100. So we look at the the size of the, the, the document that is being presented. I can zoom out. Zoom in button, 100. I can zoom in, make things bigger, smaller. Zoom 100% button. Page number, page 303 button. And we're back to page number. Let's press tab. F6. Upper ribbon. Expanded. Home tab. 2 of 12. Alt followed by H. And in this instance, it puts us into the ribbons, which I can also get to by pressing Alt. Let's press, press Tab. F6. Leaving menus. Leaving ribbons. Page 3. Edit. Page and 3. And I'm back in my document. So if I press Tab, that just goes around and around and around. Shift Tab as well. If I press Control Shift S like styles. Control Shift S. Style name. Edit combo. Normal. This is this is styles. If I select text or if I'm going to write something, these are styles I can I can I can um, apply to my text. You heard normal, no spacing, heading one, heading two, heading three, heading four, etc. Up through six titles, emphasis, strong emphasis, all kinds of things you can do. So now if I press F6, F6, apply styles, status bar, F6, upper ribbon, expanded, home tab, F6, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, edit. Page three. So style is added to that li- uh, that uh, that uh, the number of panes. So I've got the status bar. I've got the ribbons. I've got my text, and now I have the styles pane open. Okay. Um, By the way, you have one hand in clubhouse. Okay, and I'm down to like four minutes. Let's take the question. Chanel. 
Hello, Ron. Thank you. I'm sorry. I tried to get my hand up earlier. And yeah, anyway, <laughs> you got uh, it up now. Here we the, go. Yeah. Thank you for the tips. First of all, I, I forgot about the adjusting font using the control shift F and, and control shift P and I didn't realize tab tabbing, facing with control one yep. and control two. So very neat. Um, I was wondering, so the Braille, I happen to have a look at the settings in Word. I know other places, or maybe I'm just imagining things, you can set, toggle the table status in Braille, so it'll just show you, it'll show you the cell, the line, or the... Uh, uh, yes, in Excel, you can see, you can see the, the single cell. Single cell sounds like I'm talking about biology, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> you, can, right. you can look at the cell that's in focus, the single cell. Um, it's mitochondrion. Um, you can see the single cell only. You can toggle it to show you a row view, so you look across the table, or a column view, so you're looking down, which makes it nice to spot trends over time, that kind of thing. Oh, that's it, where I'd seen that. Okay. It's in Excel, yeah. Now, in, in Word, you can do simple layout, which, again, shows you um, just the cell, or screen layout, which will show you across the row. I don't know of a way to look down the columns like that, um, though it, you know, a lot of people are starting to put more complex tables into Word, so it might be a cool thing to have. But, uh, yeah, that is that is what you remember that from. Okay, thank you. Great presentation. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yep. Anybody else? We have nobody here on the Zoom side. And clear here. 90 seconds. All right. Well, let me remind everybody that there's good information for you at freedomscientific.com slash training. And again, if you've got questions for me, rmiller at vispero.com. I really would like to, and I know Rachel and, and Liz have said this as well, um, I welcome suggestions on what you might want us to do on a future webinar, whether it's me or Miss Elizabeth or Miss Rachel or all of us together, who knows. Um, but, you know, Send the suggestions. Um, if you really want to get into track changes on this particular webinar, we could do that or headings and uh, not heading. Well, headings and footers or uh, track changes and comments. So all kinds of stuff. I'm open to suggestions. If it's doable, we'll look at doing it. That's all I've got. It's been good being with you again this week, and I will see everybody again. Thanks for being here.